Uh, ever won on a lottery ticket was like twenty five bucks. My aunt won a hundred thousand. Oh my god! Bought two cars and that was it. Yeah, that seems like a real poor use of a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, yes. And my hardworking, pragmatic mom like ate her fist that day. She was like, "I can't." Just... Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 48 of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Today's date is September 27th, 2019. I'm your host, Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Evan Hoovler and Mike Valverde. Um, on today's episode, we are going to talk week four. We're going to start off by reviewing Thursday Night Football between the Packers and the Eagles before getting into our week four previews and then topping it off with a little bit of uh, daily fantasy sports lineups for our weekly competition. So, uh, boys, how are you doing today? Uh, I just got my bud handed to me last week hard in our experts league, but other than that, I'm fine. Who handed you your proverbial butt? Who would Some that be? Some clown car. Some clown car named me, who if you listen to our uh, our uh Patreon episode this week. I had both guys that I had as poppers were on my lineup against Evan, and I didn't even realize that when I said it. So I didn't even have a bad week. I had a pretty medium good week. You just went ape stuff all over the place. That's what happens when you have Mike Evans and Keenan Allen on your team the week that they combine for five touchdowns. Um, well, Mike, great job, you... sir. Yes, I know. Thank you. Uh, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good, pretty good. I'm trying to insert a, a hyphen or... Is it an apostrophe? <laughs> One of those into like every article I've got. So I'm doing all right. Evan, for you, since you don't, you're not as plugged in. Uh, our dear president put an apostrophe in a, in a. He had a very weird tweet today, and in it he called an apostrophe a hyphen. Um, so it was it was it was a very normal tweet for the leader of the uh, the free world. And so he didn't, he, he didn't even uh, uh, cor- uh, correctly spell describing right. He spelled it with an I. It was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. So, all right. If you want to follow um, us on Twitter, speaking of Twitter, um, I am at real Donald Trump. No, I am at Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. Uh, Mike is at R-F-L Red Zone. Evan is not on Twitter, but he is on Facebook as Evan Hoovler. Um, if you found this podcast through the website, footballabsurdity.com, you probably found us through Beer Sheets. But we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on Apple Music, iHeartRadio. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts. Apple Music and Spotify do have a day delay, so if you want to get the podcast as soon as it goes up, you can message us uh, at the uh, website's Twitter account, FBallAbsurdity, and um, we can go ahead and get you that RSS feed. Um, if you do subscribe to us on a service, please rate, review, however they let you do that. Um, it's the only way we can grow this thing. Check out the Beer Sheets shirt in the description. There's a link to the T Public site. It is uh, I designed it. It's very cool. I like it. I got mine last week, and it's a very comfy shirt. Um, another way you can help support us is go to patreon.com slash footballabsurdity, become a patron. You get the Tuesday episode where we review what we talk about today and we also talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming thursday night football game and talk our poppers and our floppers from the week before if you really want to come chat with us we have a discord tiny.cc absurdity and if you become a patron you get a, to access to an exclusive channel that's just for patrons for instant advice um 
another way you can help us out. Uh, promise this is the last thing before we get into it, folks. Uh, Draft.com slash absurdity, promo code absurdity. If you deposit 10 bucks, uh, we get a huge uh, boon from that. And uh, you get a $3 tournament token that can be used um, on anything from any event. Uh, they have baseball, football, basketball, uh, golf. Anything that you can use it on, you can use that token on. So now that we got all that out of the way, whew, Thursday night football, Eagles 34, Packers 27. Uh, we finally had a good Thursday night football game, at least what I think. Um, yeah, fantasy happened. Fantasy did happen. Um, we did have kind of the weirdest first half where the Packers dominated, but the Eagles came out ahead. And um, yeah, Mike, did you get a chance to watch this one? Yes, I did. What did you think about what happened in this game, Mike? I, I thought it was a good game. Uh, it was, you know, probably one of the better Thursday night football games in I don't know how long. Uh, so, it, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, and I said on the um, the preview last week, I said that, or earlier this week, I said that I think that this is uh, Aaron Rodgers silencing the haters game. And, I mean, he the, the haters can still squawk. He only had uh, two touchdowns, but 422 yards and 46 yards rushing. I mean, you'll take it. He finally kind of returned to form in this one. A lot of that on the back of Devontae Adams. 10 receptions, 180 yards. 158 of those were in the first half, which was uh, uh, eight off his, of his career high in the first half. So he did leave the game with turf toe is what it was diagnosed as today. It's too soon to tell what's going to go on with it, but it sounds like from what I saw today, the Packers are hopeful that he will. Um, it, it, it looks like two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's just broken our Discord. It looks like two weeks, which is it was one to six week window, so that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. So, um, uh, so yeah, anything in particular you guys want to highlight in this game? I mean, Jordan Howard had three touchdowns, just like we thought would happen. Uh, <laughs> um, Zach Ertz has continued to stay out of the end zone, seven for sixty-five. Which I mean, you're not, you can't get upset about it. You're not benching Zach Ertz, but it's not exactly what you what you signed up for. But is there anything in particular that you guys are? Uh, want to highlight you need to be frustrated by the uh packers short game pass calling like let's run aaron jones to the outside no that's not going to work it's first and goal at the one let's do four consecutive pass plays i just it's a little frustrating as an aaron jones owner in many leagues to to watch them do misuse him even though he is producing in fantasy he could be so much more yeah he they kept stalling in the red zone last night which kind of did them in um mike what do you think about what went on in this one uh, you know, I, I had Jordan Howard. Actually, I, I think I predicted all four running backs to finish exactly how they finished. So, <laughs> um, uh, I, I think it went pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that Jamal, true? Did you nail that? Yeah. Wow. Well done. Thank you. Jamal Williams uh, went had had uh, one reception and got uh, destroyed. So, um, yeah, it did kind of – it was supposed to be an Aaron Jones show there, but he only had 1.6 yards per carry. Um, not great. And, uh, you know, a touchdown and 37 receiving yards kind of saved his day. So Packers going to be without Devontae Adams for a couple weeks. Um, I think that this actually helps Geronimo Allison more than Marquez Valdez-Scantling because we kind of saw what my whole take on Geronimo Allison was last year going into the season where I said that um, he wasn't spectacular at any particular thing, but because he's been playing with Aaron Rodgers for so long, he knows where Aaron Rodgers needs him to be to get him the ball. And that's exactly how he got his three for 52 and a score this week. He didn't do, he had a great catch, 
but he was exactly where Aaron Rodgers needed him to be, which is a problem that I've seen uh, MVS have. Um, he just isn't quite where Aaron Rodgers wants him to be. Uh, Allison had three catches for 52 yards on four targets. Uh, MVS had three for 47 on seven targets. So they didn't quite have the same connection. Uh, I enjoyed that. I have a bet going with a guy in our Discord. Smart guy. Fake plastic T. Uh, he has MVS this week, and I have DJ Shark, and the winner gets to choose the loser's avatar on Discord for a week. Nice. That's a good bet. I like that. That is a good bet. I'm, I'm gonna change. Start... I'm gonna change his avatar to a picture of my wife, so people think there are hot chicks on our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I should change my picture to a, to a hot wife. Um, so for the the Philly wide receivers, um, there wasn't much consistent there, but luckily. Um, you, you walked away with three touchdowns out of them. One of them went to Jordan Howard, but I mean, Aguilar had one target. Matt Collins had two targets. Alshon had nine, um, but he only turned that into 38 yards and a touchdown and, um, kind of disappointed, but, um, you know, you'll, you'll take it, um, ending up with, with those points from Alshon Jeffrey. You know, so this, cause I have no shares of the Philadelphia wideouts in any of my nine leagues. There you go. Um, so, I mean, this one, it was a good game. Um, Aaron Rodgers came back uh, to form. Miles Sanders performed with his 11, uh, 11 carries. Don't know why Jordan Howard had more uh, carries because it looked like when whenever Miles Sanders touched the ball, he looked like the better back than Jordan Howard. So not quite sure why. Jordan Howard got so much, so many carries, but hey, he got three touchdowns out of it. So if you started him, uh, good for you. So um, anything else you guys want to add to that before we move on? It seems like a, a pretty straightforward game to me. Did any of you start him? Start who? Howard. I don't own Jordan Howard. Me neither. He's bad. <laughs> I agree. In my dynasty leagues, uh, but they're, they're all like you have to start like four or five running backs and stuff like that. So, um, oh, great. Good job. Uh, thank you. I think I got the four running backs in exactly reverse order. <laughs> well, great. Good job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. So we'll put that one to bed next week's uh, Thursday night football that we'll be talking about on uh, Tuesday in the uh, the Patreon bonus episode. We're going to preview that one is going to be L.A. at Seattle. So we might have a good game going on uh, for that one next week. But for now, let's talk a little news and notes, boys. Rather than run down everything, we're going to go ahead and, and condense this up a little bit. Um, we're going to call it the cover six, uh, the six biggest news items that you need to know about going into Sunday. Uh, we already talked Saquon Barkley on the Tuesday bonus app, um, so we're not going to belabor that point. He's out. Uh, you can hear uh, Mike and I squabble about uh, Wayne Gallman um, in that episode. So uh, number six on the rundown, these are in no particular order. It's Melvin Gordon's back. His uh, holdout is over. Um, so he should be back with the Chargers. He's not going to slide right back into the role right away on Sunday. But as of today, Justin Jackson was ruled out with a calf injury. And the they're playing the Dolphins. So last week, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott both went for over 100 yards against the Dolphins. So what do you guys think? Do you think this might be a, a they might trot Melvin Gordon out there in a backdoor thing? Maybe 10, 12 reps to get him going? It's essentially playing against the college team. So... What do you guys think? You think he might get some backdoor reps? No, I think you said it. They're not going to need to do that. Uh, why risk him being out of shape and getting injured right when you get this whole mess settled? Just get, just draw a lucky fan from the crowd to get carries against the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree with Evan. I, I don't, I don't see them 
doing anything right now. He hasn't really been practicing. Uh, Yeah, I I don't see them risking him being injured. Maybe he gets one or two carries at the most, but I really don't see him doing anything. Um, In fact, you know what I'm sort of interested in is what what did the Chargers promise him to to wait till the end of the season to uh, accept a contract? That contract is probably going to be pretty hefty. I don't think they promised him anything. I think he realized that he was giving up more money than it was worth, that he, was, that he wasn't going to have the same market that Lev Bell did, which was even less than what Lev Bell expected. And he kind of came back with his tail between his legs. I don't think he was promised anything. But if he yeah, goes, if, if he, he was he, promised it, why not get it in writing and then sign it? And then it's a <laughs> Exactly. That's but, what I'm talking about. But, what I, but it doesn't make any sense if he's not, if, if he's not getting anything, right? Then he goes out. He's gonna be. He's gonna get less than whatever he's worth. Not playing. He's gonna get five million. Yeah, yeah, but but Mike, every week that he's not playing, he's only not not only not getting a game check, he's getting fined. So literally every game he's not playing, he's losing. He's losing money. It's not that he's, he's getting not- fined proportionately to his game check. So he's like literally getting zero dollars. Yeah, it's 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 hurt. I think it's hurting him. So, um, I think that. Personally, I think that Melvin Gordon, I'm going to put it at eight touches this weekend because, you know, you can get him ramped back up there good enough for for some carries. Uh, you know, it's the Dolphins. You know, I, I think they'll get him maybe not eight carries, eight touches, a couple swing passes, a few runs, uh, just get his legs under him before the uh, before the uh, they give it to him full bore next week. You like jerky, Jeff? <sighs> no, I don't eat food. OK, <laughs> I was just looking for a bet to make with you. Oh, speaking of which, uh, we'll we'll talk about it when it comes to uh, this the, when we talk about the Steelers. But there's a bet that needs to be paid out, boys. Oh, it, it was paid promptly, and it I'm was, munching on it right now. Yeah, it was paid promptly. All right, so um, I'll take you up on that. What do what do what do you want to what do you want to make the bet for Melvin? Over Gardner? under one half touches. W- one and a half or one, one half? half? One one over two. Zero zero point five touches. Yeah. I'll take the over. Shoot, I just said he'll. I think he might get as many as eight. All right. So would I'll you take... rather have craft uh, IPA or beef jerky? Hey, here's my hot take. I don't like IPAs. Okay, perfect. So beef jerky, yes, <laughs> half a pound. Man, what am I gonna get you? I'll get you a bunch of Sacramento almonds. I, I want to lose these bets. I have a new jerky guy, and I just want to share them with people. But I need a reason. You know, I was kind jerky of. Guy. I was Look at most this. thrilled. To... Look at this guy. I have a jerky guy. Oh, dude, this is Washington State. You can go in on a whole cow with people and just get parts of a cow. <laughs> King of the castle. All right. Uh, so moving on to the next one. Uh, Justin Jackson, if you've been hanging on to him, cut him. He's done. He's, he's toast for now. There's no reason to own him. Uh, we've seen what happens. If Melvin Gordon gets hurt, It's gonna he's going to be the short end of the platoon. There's no point in hanging on to him. Yeah, it's, it's so bad with Justin Jackson that I actually – Picked up Justin Jackson, dropped Rashad Penny, then just picked up Rashad Penny and dropped Justin Jackson. It's yeah, you're that's deck chairs on the Titanic, baby. I love when people share weird roster moves like that in the Discord with a picture, and you're like, huh, <laughs> let's tell the story. The the saddest is when a guy goes out for the season and you pick up like or you drop like you know, knock on wood, you drop like New Hopkins for a backup running back. You're just like, oh, it's the worst. It's the worst feeling. Um, so, all right, next one up, Terry McLaurin, who's been, uh, uh, the man of many nicknames, uh, people call him F1, people call him Scary Terry, uh, uh, 
he's got uh, 24 targets, 16 receptions, 257 yards, three touchdowns in his three games this year. He also has a hamstring injury popped up midweek. Looks like he should play Sunday, but he is the type of guy that he's starting to uh, make his way into people's lineups, especially as guys underperform and, and bye weeks show up. So just a thing to monitor for this weekend. So um, if uh, Terry McLaurin's a, a full go, are you guys trying to slot him into your lineups or are you going to think he might be a little bit hobbled? I sadly have him in none of my lineups, but I would give him a go. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, he's playing pretty pretty excellent ball. Case Keenum is doing really, really well. Uh, and that offense uh, with Gruden's offense, that passing offense, is is pretty pretty stellar. I mean, they're light years away from what they look like in preseason. So, I, yeah, definitely get them in if you can. All right, boys. Are you ready for, for everybody's favorite game? Terry McLaurin or DJ Chark? I gotta go McLaurin. Yeah, McLaurin. I'll go with F1. Yeah, DJ Chark's playing a uh, Denver. So let's see here: Terry McLaurin at the Giants or Sterling Shepard right across the field. Are we going McLaurin or are we are we trusting Shepard in his first game? I gotta trust Shepard. After the war he showed last week. Report, sorry. Sorry, second game. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with with F one. Go with F one. All right, let's yeah. see. Uh, same question. Uh, let's see. Calvin Ridley versus Tennessee. This will be the last one. Ridley. Ridley. Gonna go with McLaurin again. Wow. Across the board. All right, Mike. Let's do this. Uh, Terry McLaurin or Julio Jones. You got to go with JJ. Okay. I finally found a player that Mike likes more than Terry McLaurin. <laughs> All righty. Next item up on the list. Damian Williams still not practicing. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is going to be the lead back. Daryl Williams is going to be backing him up. Um, this is just an FYI because uh, it, it's it's two weeks now for Damian Williams. He's at 85% ownership, and that's slipping away. Uh, guys, what uh, Daryl Williams last week, did they show you enough that you might want to pick him up? If uh, even if you're not a Damian Williams owner, I tried. Somebody spent a third of their fab buddy budget, and they had the whole thing remaining. They spent sixty six out of two hundred bucks for him in my big money league. Wow, jeez, sixty six out of two hundred. Yep. What a weird uh, budget. <laughs> uh, the buy is two hundred, so we like to have a fab two hundred. Ah, okay. I okay, don't know. That makes sense. No, 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 no. With that in mind, that makes sense. Speaking of which, let me take a minute to plug. We have a great new product coming out Monday evening, Fab Calculator. You answer yes. four questions about how you like a guy, and it tells you how much fab you should bid, so you can get a chance at getting him without going over. Yeah, that's it's, well a, great, it's a great little great little product. I I uh, not to belittle it, um, but uh, it's a it's a great product, and I think it'll really uh, help out people because being little is one of its charms. Because you're like, look, it's just four quick questions. This isn't like beer sheets where you have to, which is great, but you have to read a companion doc for beer Evan, sheets. Evan, Evan, you sound practiced at saying it being little is one of its charms. All right, next one up, Chris Godwin is it with a hip injury? Pure game time decision. Talking to my one. wife. <laughs> pure game time decision on this one so um chris godwin um he he's got the rams this week he's hobbled pure game time decision uh the rams game is i do believe a one o'clock start so 
what are we doing with Chris Godwin? Are we risking um, not having him in your lineups? I mean, risking limited backups. Are we going to keep him on the bench this week just to play it safe and have the full slate of games to back him up? What are we doing with Chris Godwin? Because he's a, they're saying a true game time decision. I wouldn't start him unless you absolutely have to. Uh, that that Rams defense uh, secondary is pr- pretty strong against the pass. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, I, I I if Mike Evans wasn't who Mike Evans is, which is an automatic starter, then I would be even worried about Mike Evans. Yeah, and and to your point, Mike, they they allow the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers the Rams do. So um so yeah, on Mike's point too, if if you have Mike Evans like I do in pretty much every league, which is why I went undefeated last week. You can't expect what happened last week to happen this week because the defense is pretty much the exact opposite defense of what uh, Mike Evans was was going to be seeing last week. But if Chris Godwin's out, I mean, Mike Evans might be a good start just because he's going to get, what, 16 targets, 17 targets? Like, there's O.J. Howard might even get targets this week because there'll be nobody else to throw it to. Yeah, DSYS. Yeah, so... um. Don't sit your studs, just like you don't sit uh, David Johnson for Raheem Mostert, right, Mike? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I can't believe you pushed me to not to not start Raheem Mostert that week. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so, yeah, Chris Godwin, for me, you're, you're facing limited options if, if uh, he doesn't play. So unless you have a guy that you're willing to swap in on one of these 1 o'clock games or Monday or um, Sunday night. So that would be... Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Rams, obviously, Seattle, Arizona, mini Chicago, Jacksonville, Denver, Dallas, New Orleans, or Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. I mean, you could get away with waiting for Chris Godwin if you have like John Ross. So if that that's an option for you or, you know, James Washington or it might be a, a decent backup, um, you know, depending on the size of your league. But there's not a lot of other options other than those guys in later games. So you might be stuck if you try to start Chris Godwin. So I think I'm with Mike. I I unless I have a guy on my bench that I already like, like a John Ross, for example, I'm staying away from Chris Godwin this week because a true game time decision is just not something you want to mess around with in that matchup. Who's Tampa Bay's WR3? Brashad Perriman? I might I might roll the dice and just... I'm Brashad Perriman? Pick him up. Well, I'm rolling the dice at Godwin. I'll start, and then if he doesn't, I'll pick up Ahmad Brashad. On Brashad Perriman? Dude, there are so many other players I would rather have playing later than Brashad Perriman. In the FA? Yeah, I mean... Um, hey, good. Tell or, me the best one so I can pencil him in. Cortland Sutton's available in half a leagues. Well, that's I would just rather, a crime. I would rather have Deshaun Hamilton, who might be available. Uh, I yeah, take okay, a shot... I'm, done. I'm sold. Those two guys I'm big on. All right, I take a that. shot on Randall Maybe Cobb or uh, Devin Smith. Mm-hmm. Over Mr. No Hands' bad hairline against uh, the second yeah. best secondary. All right, done. You've Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I didn't realize all those people. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, nice. All right, people at home, you heard Jeff. Don't start anyone, but start Chris Godwin, and then just pick somebody up. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, next game, next one up. Mike, your boy. You co- people call him Ty. You call him Ty. Hilton. He's doubtful this week. So you're you're plugged in. I saw you did a. You can plug your video you did with Dr. Morse. Uh, what's going on with T.Y. Hilton? So yeah, it, it's uh, Dr. Morse and I did a uh, live video on uh, YouTube for the Fantasy Doctors and discussed 
his prognosis, and it's probably gotten worse since then because we did it on Tuesday. And at that time, it looked kind of hopeful that he was going to uh, be playing this week. But at this point, nah, I I would probably definitely be looking for plans to uh, submit someone else other than T.Y. Hilton because I doubt that he's going to play. Yeah, and, and I don't think he's going to play either. He's a true doubtful, which is not something you really see because that kind of gives up the uh, gives up the ghost. But most people get listed as, as uh, yeah. questionable. I love how that's, they're like, John Gruden is not going to adjust his game plan for anything. So let's just be honest. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so uh, last one up on the list. Cam Newton's still out with the Liz Frank. It's still the Kyle Allen show. Um Kyle Allen, boys, what do we what do we think about what he's done so far? He's get this week. He's got um, the, uh, the the Texans. So is he a guy we might in a in a two quarterback league be rolling out there? The Texans are bottom seven in the league, surprisingly, to uh, fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I was really weirded out by that. Because mm-hmm. because they usually have a good defense, but uh, losing Jadeveon Clowney and JJ Watts not doing normal JJ Watt things, it's kind of Kind of jamming them up a little bit. So, uh, uh, Mike, are you guys starting Kyle Allen in a two-quarterback league this week? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, unless you you have, like, my my starting quarterbacks uh, in my home league, uh, Sam Darnold, uh, Cam Newton, you know. Uh, then you, for sure you're going to be starting him. But other than that, I'd, I'd roll with him in a eh, – yeah, I'd roll with him in two quarterback league. Why not? Two quarterback leagues. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Allen or Danny Dimes, boys? Give me Danny Dimes against the Washington defense at home. They're at New York. Mike? Ooh, yeah, I, especially in a PPR league, you, you definitely have to go Daniel Jones there uh, just because he's going to be running the ball until he gets injured because he doesn't know when to slide yet. And for those same, of you at home, yeah, I was gonna say same oh, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I thought I'd do it this week. Uh, <laughs> when Mike says PPR, it's quarterback rushing. Mike is oh, yeah. a result of a veteran that he's been playing since before internet and back in the day. They called PPR leagues leagues where you gave points to other is it other positions for scoring for rushing, like uh-huh. wide receiver, yeah, and quarterback. So yeah, that's that's the kind of expert you're dealing with at home, people. <laughs> He's That's the better. I, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I, I don't think I'll ever remember that. Mike's first but. league was an AFL league. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long ago it was. So, all right, folks, we're going to switch over to our week view, week four preview. Easy for you to say. Uh, but first, just want to remind you folks about draft.com. If you don't know what it is, it's uh, a weekly for football, uh, daily fantasy sports site where instead of doing the salary cap, like we're going to do at the end here with FanDuel, uh, you draft a team, um, you know, the normal size quarterback, two running backs, two pass catchers, whether that be wide receiver, tight end. And that's all you do. Um, it tallies are, or the scores are automatically tallied and, um, you can win money doing that. And, uh, it's the best part of the season. It's drafting and you could do it as many times as you want and, and win money doing it. So if you want to check that out, you can go to draft.com uh, slash absurdity, drop in the promo code absurdity. If you deposit at least 10 bucks, they'll throw a $3 token in there to get you started. And uh, it helps out the website a lot. So again, that's draft.com slash absurdity, promo code absurdity. And it's time boys for the week four preview. 
So if this is the first time you're joining us, uh, we or you haven't you didn't hear last week. Uh, we switched up the format. What we do is I don't know if you guys can hear my dog barking, but she's very excited about week four. Uh, what we do is we instead of saying all right Tennessee at Atlanta, start Julio Jones. Do we start Devonta Freeman? Blah blah blah. We take a look at what we are looking for going into the weekend, what questions we're asking to figure out what information we can glean from this game. And it's kind of like our ethos is we want to teach you how to fish. So this is our way of teaching you how to fish is uh, we're going to go over what we're looking for, what we think might be actionable um, in this weekend's games. Um, and then um, after we're done with that, like I said, we're going to do a little DFS, a little daily fantasy. Uh, we have a nice head to head competition going on. So, First game up on the docket um, is Tennessee at Atlanta. Uh, 10, 10 a.m. start. It's a 45.5 point over under, and Atlanta are three and a half point favorites. So, uh, Evan, what are you looking for in this one? Atlanta, because I know you listen. Are you <laughs> going to repeat the offensive fireworks? I'm sorry, offensive fireworks? Or does Tennessee have a weird thing where they shut down hyped offenses like they did with Cleveland? Because Atlanta's been getting it rolling. Two weeks ago, they had three touchdown passes to Julio and Ridley. Last week, Hooper started looking good with two touchdown passes. And even Freeman got the 5.5 yards per carry. Uh, let's let's keep it going. Can I start to depend on you every week like we planned in the preseason? Or do I still got to pick and choose my matchups? Yeah, Possibly so not with Julio Jones, but for the other guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for me, it's hard to. I mean, Matt Ryan's just chugging along this year, so it's hard to think that you know Matt Ryan doing what I know he's gonna do week in and week out to kind of doubt what's going on. Um, but uh, I mean, he's had uh, in each of his three games, he's had multiple touchdowns. He's got eight on the year in three games, so I think he'll keep it rolling. He's thrown for at least three hundred yards every game, uh, so I think I think Matt Ryan keeps it rolling. I think week one was just. Uh, uh, a little bit of a, a jitters, flukes. I think I also uh, need to forget about the last quarter of week one where he did turn it on. That's true. That's true. In week one, it was all uh, when the game was out of hand. I did forget about that. He had two touchdowns uh, when it was, tw- well, when it was 28 points uh, to zero. Uh, Minnesota was up. I completely forgot about that. So, um, so Mike, uh, this one, kind of, I think, kind of piggybacks a little bit on Evans. What are you looking for? Uh, another question about Atlanta um, in this game. Over to you, Mike. I want to know if Atlanta. I want to know if Matt Ryan is is better than Andrew Luck. (laughs) Is Matt Ryan better than Andrew Luck? Well, he is now. He definitely is now. Um, One thing to look for, Matt Ryan, which I don't think a lot of people do, is is his his ratio is kind of crazy this year. Yeah, as you guys were saying, he has eight touchdowns, but if you look at his interceptions, he has six. So yeah. He is just a turnover machine, so if your league uh, takes away interceptions, just sort of keep that in mind. Oh, is that why you took a while to respond? Because you had to count all of those interceptions? Yeah, I, I, I was going bump, two, three. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so looking looking at uh, the running game, uh, the Titans' defense is pretty much getting gashed all over the place. They allow five yards on the ground per carry. And then if you translate that to the Colts game last week, uh, Freeman rushed for 88 yards on just 16 carries. So, uh, you know, I, I really think that this is going to be Devontae Freeman's uh, first first game this year where he's going to go over 100 yards and score 
his first touchdown. Yes, he has not scored a touchdown Yay. either on the ground or in the air. So look for both this season or this game. <laughs> Bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, it might happen. I don't know. Oh, man. You think both, both are going to happen? We should have more. Devontae Freeman touchdowns or Miami Dolphin wins. Woo. <laughs> well, I think one's greater than zero, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Devonta Freeman uh, touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, I, I again, a, a guy that I was big on in the preseason, Devonta Freeman, I was very excited to see what I saw last week. I hope that he can build on it. And I personally would love if he had two touchdowns this weekend, Mike. So I'm going to hold you personally responsible if that doesn't happen. Uh-oh. So my question for this one, I, I go in and I do my questions last because I feel like I'm the, the, the bloviating uh, – guy who talks too much so i let mike and i let evan um get a chance to get their questions in first and they disrespected the um tennessee offense entirely they had nothing to say about it so i had one question about it that question is is Corey davis Corey davis wide receiver supremely talented wide receiver for the tennessee titans 49 percent owned on yahoo leagues when is that going to drop down precipitously because wow. i've been dropping him what's that 49 percent. Mm-hmm. he was like 90 percent to start the season mm-hmm. it's because people realized what Corey davis is in this offense and uh, my question is is when do we when do we pack it in on Corey davis is this the beginning of the end or um are we gonna re- like are we gonna realize what Corey davis has been with uh with the titans which is uh somebody that marcus mariota can't use because marcus mariota is no good yeah i was gonna say uh are the coaches going to realize that Marcus Mariota needs to be benched? Because if not, then I'm packing it in on Corey Davis. Yeah. So, so some statistics through three games, he has 12 targets this year. Okay. Ah, that's just this year. His last 10 games, he has 48 targets. Go. Ah, that's small sample size. Let's look at his career. Okay. So he's been in the league. This is his third season. So if you look at 2017, 18, and 19, he has had seven games with over seven targets. Because our our only argument against Corey Davis is they don't know how to use him. They don't know how to pass him the dang football. Seven games over seven targets in the last three seasons. That's the same as Kenny Stills, Melvin Gordon, Eric Ebron, and Le'Veon Bell, who is not only a running back, he did not play last year. He has fewer seven target or games with more than seven targets than his teammate Delaney Walker, Jack Doyle, Keelan Cole, Tariq Cohen, Jordy Nelson, who retired partway through last year, Devin Funches, Christian McCaffrey, Tyler Boyd, and Mohamed Sanu, wide receiver three for the Falcons. So at this point, it's they they don't know how to use him. How I, I don't even know how we can justify a guy that gets four targets a game. I don't even know how you can justify having a 49% ownership for him. I mean, that sounds like a, 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 a 35% ownership guy to me. No matter what the talent level says, the offense is just garbage. If it's not Delaney Walker, it's not Derrick Henry. I don't want any piece of the Titans offense. So, um, you know, is this the game where people start to realize that it's time to pack it in on Corey Davis? Or... Are they are they finally going to give him eight, nine targets and make me look stupid? I, I, I think this is kind of the flexion point because we're going to be 25 percent of the way through the season. It's going to be a sort of a put up or shut up game for Corey Davis. And so far in his career, it's been more shut up than put up. So that's I agree. Mike, my, <laughs> my question was a rant. What do you want me to do? Devil's advocate that Marcus Mariota isn't the worst quarterback in the league. Come on. Tell me Marcus Mariota <laughs> is the second worst quarterback in the league. Tell me Marcus Mariota is good. So good. Liar. 
Next be game up. Bad. Next game up. Oh, I forgot to say this week, uh, we're not going to talk about the Niners or the Jets because neither one of them play this week. They're both on bye. Um, so but get talked about them. There's nothing there's nothing to talk about with them. So uh, next one up is New England at Buffalo. Uh, it's a 42 point over under with New England as seven point favorites. I would have thought it would be bigger than that. I would take uh, uh, New England uh, with the points. But um, in this one, uh, Evan, your question question is about new england so uh what's your uh your question about this one and you continue to slander new england's uh wide receivers and running backs i know i think that, that now that we have two wide receivers dorsett and of course josh gordon and uh well now we're gonna have three running backs so that might not be so that might be shell game again but uh, uh are they a lock to score every week or do they need easy defenses we haven't seen them play a decent defense yet so i want to see how they go against a, a reasonably good defense or and if they do well, I'm gonna just plug and play Patterson every week. Can I plug and play Ridley slash Michelle slash maybe even Burkhead every week? This is the week that I uh, I'll decide that. I'm sorry, Ridley. What year is this? Who did I say, Ridley? <laughs> you said Ridley. <laughs> oh. That's the future. That's next year. Uh, trade I was thinking happen. it was Get the ready. past. Stephen, you're you're channeling Stephen Ridley. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Patterson. Who did I say? No, uh, Michelle. Burkhead and James don't White. tell me, don't tell me. Oh yeah, James White. James White. Once you have yeah. a kid, you're dead to me. <laughs> so he's dead to you as of last weekend. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good thing to look out for. You know, this is this is a, a tough defense. I don't think Philip Dorsett has a good game because uh, the Bills are one of the best teams in the league at stopping long uh, touchdown or long plays. Uh, they kind of bottled up uh, uh, John Ross last week, um, and I. Got him out of all my lineups because he was playing the Bills, so that might be uh, something to take a look at. And, uh, John Ross, the John Ross. Wow. John Ross led the league in yards before last week. Two games of his mediocre career. John Ross, who led the league in yards before last week. For two games because he caught like five passes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Five passes and he leads the league in yardage, almost like he's a big play threat, like I just said. And they bottled him up, almost like I just said. That John Ross? That John Ross. I just want to make sure that's what you're saying. Evan, I want to make sure that that's what you're saying, that John Ross, who led the league on like five catches, uh, my example of bottling up the deep play threat of John Ross isn't valid because he got all of it. Go back in time and play what you just said to you in the preseason. And you would just die of shock. And if I said John Ross led the league on like five catches, uh, wow, he, he's finally developing as a deep threat. Mike wants to know what will win out, the Buffalo run game that includes Josh Allen or the Patriots rush defense. Uh, so basically the, the Buffalo run defense uh, or run offense, I'm going to take that whole crew, uh, Frank Gore uh, and Josh Allen, and match it up against number one defense, New England, uh, not only against the pass, but definitely against the run. The Patriots run defense it only gives up like 2.3 yards per carry, uh, 37 yards per game. I mean, they're they're just dominant. So what's going to what's going to win out the Bills, the sixth ranked rushing offense in yards at 151 per game or that vaunted New England defense? Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, just to bolster it, uh, Devin Singletary is coming back this week. It looks like he's questionable, and he's probably in for a due snap. So, like you said, it'll be it'll be a Frank Gore game. So, Evan, what do you think about that question? 
I've heard this story 30 times before, literally 30 times before, which is the number of games that Tom Brady has won against the Bills in his career. More, more, And I heard this from the Around the NFL podcast, which is great. Tom Brady has more wins in Buffalo, 15, than any Bills quarterback during that time frame. Um, I, I've just, it's going to be another 30 to th- 35 to 3 game. It's just, this is how the universe is in the year in the in the week of our Lord for. Yeah, I don't. My question was about is if Josh Allen, who's produced pretty well, he's been a starting caliber quarterback this year for your fantasy teams. If he's a bench across the board, and it's a yes. I mean, I was looking at the likes of Josh Allen or Kyle Allen, uh, Andy Dalton, Danny Dimes. I'm tr- benching Josh Allen for Danny Dimes and Scott Fishbowl, and I'm benching him for uh, Jacoby Brissett in my uh, my big money league. I don't. This is going to be a real bad game for the Bills. I think it's going to it's going to be rough, and it's going to I think it's going to tear everybody down with uh with Josh Allen. All the running backs. I don't I don't see a great game coming, and um I think John Brown's a sit as well because um they'll they'll lock him up. He's the only guy that's that's you know worth defending downfield uh for the Bills. So I think they'll lock him up and and dare Josh Allen to beat him with like Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox. So it's like. You know, I, I I would bench um, John Brown as well. All wow. right, what's that? I said I said wow, that's that's a lot of benching going on there. Yeah, I might start John Brown because he just needs one catch to be a wide receiver three, but don't feel good about it. He's like a baby John Ross out there. Next game up, Kansas City at Detroit, fifty-five point over under. Chiefs are seven-point favorites, and the stat that everybody is telling you this week. Apparently, this is the first game in Patrick Mahomes' entire life that's taking place inside a dome. And I guess that means that it's going to unlock some sort of beast mode inside really? of him. Yeah. He had no domed games last year? That's what I heard. Wow. But, but that's in his, like, yeah. So I don't know what people are expecting with that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is already a, a complete outlier cheat code. It's not like he's going to throw for 700 yards or something just because it's on a track, you know? So, Evan. Um, I don't even know what that has to do with a quarterback. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too. I don't understand it. It's like, I mean, he runs a little bit. You don't I get guess blinded by the sun. You don't get blinded by the sun. Is his deep threat guys can deep threat more. I mean, Ripped I, up uh, like a deuce, another lover on the run. I mean, those are lyrics. I, they're not on the same song, but those are lyrics. <laughs> All right, Evan, what's your question for this one? Uh, why isn't the Kansas City offense okay? Why isn't the Kansas City offense an elixir for opposing wide receiver ones? You know, last week I thought Baltimore would just be airing out deep and getting good, good stuff for uh, Hollywood Brown at all, and it turned out to be the Mark Ingram short game show. So what's going on? Why well, I, I want to start Galladay. I want to start Galladay knowing that they're going to be passing a lot in Detroit. But why? So that's what I'm watching. Was that just a freak thing last year due to weird circumstances and how they all the planets aligned? Uh, or can I start wide receiver ones against Kansas City reliably without having to worry? Hmm. That's uh, that's not something that I'd realize that they're they're knocking down wide receiver ones. That's interesting. Yeah, John, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lamar Jackson zero touchdown. He had a very mediocre air game last week after being dominant in the first two. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Well, I mean, they gave up a touchdown to the greatest wide receiver in the world, DJ Chark, 146 and a score. I mean, there's your wide receiver one. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. And so last week I was like, cool, I'm just gonna start Hollywood Brown in all my leagues and nothing. That's why I'm that's why I'm on, I'm leaning forward this week to know why the heck not? Why did that not happen? What's going on? I thought this that, was that I didn't forget it. That's a good question. You'd think that with as much as they pass, it would be a great for the the wide receiver one because uh, opposing offenses are are trying to catch up. Um, so Mike, you had a question here about. Uh, it looks like here you don't think Patrick Mahomes is the gre- greatest uh, quarterback ever, is what I'm seeing. Yeah, uh, you know that that ex- distinction goes to uh, Andrew Luck. It goes so, to Joe Montana, baby. Oh, don't Wait. even start me on Joe Montana. Oh, oh my God, don't even. I get enjoyed me. Sid Luckman in his <laughs> prime. I yeah, I'll debate Joe Montana for days. Uh, anyways. So, uh, yeah, basically the, the Lions' defense is is very active defense. They really get after the quarterback. They pressure. They they really man up. They put uh, they will blitz. They will do everything to disrupt the quarterback. So we all know how great Patrick Mahomes is. And my question is, if the Lions can get to Patrick Mahomes enough, will they be able to stop the five touchdown, eight hundred yard? performance that Patrick Mahomes normally puts up uh or and if they do can can the Lions actually pull off an upset yeah I mean that they would have to do I think they would have to do a lot to disrupt Patrick Mahomes I think bell cow running back one uh carry on Johnson needs to (laughs) their bell cow their best running back better than Ty Johnson no I I think that the pass rush um uh of the 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 Lions could potentially disrupt Patrick Mahomes. I know their their uh, run defense is is pretty good as well, so that that might slow up the uh, running backs that will uh, force Pat Mahomes to throw more. Oh no, the horror for the the Chiefs. That'll be an interesting one to see. Um, I don't think that the Lions are going to do enough to disrupt Pat Mahomes, but um, it'll be it'll be an interesting interesting thing to see. Evan, what do you think about that one? Mahomes going to throw for seven hundred yards on the track. I'll take the under. Let's go. Send okay, me some drinks. Ninety-nine and a half. All right. All right. Bet. All right. All right. Never mind. I won't take that bet. All right. <laughs> My question is: Is in an upset? Is Daryl Williams a running back that you need to own in Kansas City? Uh, just because, real quick, right here. Um, yards per touch: Darwin Thompson, who was the preseason darling, two point four. Shady McCoy, who was the late season or late offseason addition, five point four. Damian Williams, second round pick, three point nine yards per touch. That's not yards per carry. That's yards per touch. And Daryl Williams laps him at 7.8 yards per touch. Obviously a lot fewer touches than Damian Williams, but he got most of those last week against the Ravens who are a good defense. They're a quality defense where, I mean, Damian Williams was running into walls to the point that people were saying that it was the, the, the offensive line's fault, which, you know, I'm not going to absolve the offensive line for it, but you know, if, if you sub out and then, uh, a guy who shares, you know, 80% of a name with you comes in and just rips it up the next game. Um, you know, I'm wondering if, if Daryl Williams does it again, if he's going to uh, get phased out uh, or Damian Williams might get phased out upon his return into a uh, just a pass catcher role, a Chris Thompson type role, which will still be usable, but, you know, not a second round pick. Kansas City is doing that fantasy football strategy of just picking a bunch of cheap RB4s and hoping one of them hits. And I guess they did. Yeah, that's that's what the Niners are doing, too. They spent a million 
billion dollars on uh, Tevin Coleman and, and Jarek McKinnon, and they're tearing up the league with three undrafted free agents. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the Niners and the uh, the Chiefs are kind of doing the same thing there. So, all right, uh, next game up, Oakland at Indianapolis. Um, 45.5 point over under. Indy, six and a half point favorites. And uh, gentlemen, fight. This is the Evan versus uh, Mike Bull. Oh, right, because Mike's favorite team is the Indianapolis Colts, and my favorite team are the life is no, not fun, existence is meaningless, go Oakland Raiders. So yeah. you're, you're looking to get rid of some, or share some beef jerky? Here we go. Uh, uh, Colts Colts over, over the Raiders, uh, straight up. And so you're taking the Raiders? <laughs> no. Because I'm not taking the Raiders. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are all looking at the our, our our sheet where I wrote my question for this. You guys know I'm not going to put up a fight here. That's not a question though. <laughs> I thought you were it, looking to get rid of it. Action. It doesn't even make sense after I wrote it. I'm like, I don't know what that even means. It's, Evan just we're not going to repeat it here. Oh yeah, Jeff will summarize it probably more yeah. funny than I can. Evan just put a very succinct um, a string of expletives in the uh, uh, the 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 doc for the website. Um, he has no question for this other than. Uh, you know what, Evan? I'll I'll, I'll uh I'll I'll make a question for you. Why does Evan love pain? I know, right? <laughs> for 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 being a Raiders fan. I so. don't even I don't I I did I am from the Oakland area, but I didn't I didn't pick my teams regionally growing up. I just picked them based on some special connection, and I liked Bo Jackson. So it's not like I could have even I could have picked another team. You know, it's not like I had to root for them, and somehow. I just decided to go straight for the arrow, flashing pain in neon bright. <laughs> All right. So for a real question for this game, Mike, what are you looking for in uh, in the uh, the jerky bowl? So basically, uh, it's I think it's going to come down to a lot of the the running run game. I think the Colts are going to, even though they're a passing team, they're going to really utilize the run because, of course, Ty Hilton is out, and they're going to look to get Marlon Mack very much involved. Uh, at this point, Mack has 299 yards on the ground versus Jacobs, who they're going to need to utilize as well to control that Colts offense. And he's at 228 yards. So there's about a 70-yard difference. But Mack has 15 more carries than Jacobs does. So if, if you apply pretty much Jacobs, whatever it is, I think it's probably around 4.0 yards per carry, that – the difference is pretty much even. Uh, so you go 60, so 288 to 299. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to be interested to see which player comes out with the most rushing guards, Jacobs or Mack. Evan, who do you Mac think? Next question. Uh, it's going to be Mack next question. Like, you know, I will bet if you'll give me six and a half points, which is the Vegas line at the time of, of time of this podcast, I'll bet a half pound of beef jerky because I want to send you jerky. Well, if you want to send me jerky, just better. Yeah, if no, you want I to send a, him jerky, just send him jerky. I need a reason. By the way, this jerky you sent me for our last bet is amazing. It's crispy yet moist. How do they do that? I don't know. That's that's a good good uh, good thing. I don't know how they do that. It's really good. I'm glad we uh, we did that because it exposed me to a new way to do jerky that seems to impl- defy physics. <laughs> The, the jerky defying physics. All right. Yeah, if you want to give me six and a half, jerky. if you give me six and a half, I'll, I'll bet. 
Four and a half. No, the Vegas line's six and a half. I can't. Okay. I, I feel like they're going to lose by 14, frankly. So we'll find something else. All right. All right, then. All right. So my question is actually for Mike. My question is not a, a what are we looking for. It's who's going to be the wide receiver one? Who's going to step up without T.Y. Hilton around? Well, if if you look at like last week when T.Y. Hilton went out uh, at halftime because it was basically like three seconds left in the first half when he caught his touchdown, which is the play he injured his his uh, whatever hamstring on. Um, then I, I looked down, I broke it down. Uh, I actually went back and looked at every single offensive play the Colts did after the Hilton injury and. The majority of the the uh, passes that Brissett threw were either to the tight end, um, which considered uh, Mo Alley Cox, uh, Doyle, and Ebron. They they all I think got each two, and then Marlon Mack got two targets as well. So th- there was like four players that got two targets, and like three that got one. So I don't I don't think there is going to be someone that's going to stand out as a uh, number one receiver with Hilton out so um it could be anybody really um it could be Chester Rogers who who led the led the Colts in catches uh, a couple weeks ago uh and hasn't really done anything since um it could be Mo Alley Cox so I really wouldn't trust anybody um if you're if you own other Colts receivers I really wouldn't trust any of them or if you just want to do a dart throw then throw one out but it really can't count on any of them all right, then. It's just going to be 20 catches for Darren Waller. So not even Deion Kane? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Lois and Clark. <laughs> not even the the new adventures of Superman? <laughs> yeah, so. Not all right. Even. I don't have any notes for this one. I was frantically checking my notes. Next game up, the official sleepers of the week. Everybody on the Chargers. Chargers. Take on Miami. It's a 10 a.m. game. It is a 44.5 point over-under. The Chargers are 15-point favorites. Evan, you have a question about Mr. Austin Eckler. First of all, I disagree that you should start all Chargers. You should start all Chargers but one. Virgil Green? When we know who this is. Uh, Travis Benjamin. Mike Williams is droppable. Hunter Henry. Mike Williams is droppable. Should we check in with our uh, Mike Williams expert? As we no. do every no. Hey Calvin, come here. All right, put this on. All right, you ready? What do you think of Mike Williams? He poops too much. <laughs> what was that? Uh, my son's had a very exciting week. He hit puberty, so ah, okay. <laughs> like, it's been it's been a whirlwind All or right. whatever. That was actually a full-time voiceover artist, uh, Eric Bra. Oh, that was Eric? That was Eric, yeah. That was oh, E-Rock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, you know what, this week, let me uh, let me do it in the deep. I'm like, Eric, can you do this in the deepest voice imaginable? Uh, yeah, my question is, Austin Eckler, is this going to be your career game? Because they're going to ride you so hard and put you away so wet. And you're going against Miami, who is so bad. I, I think Austin Eckler might have a career game. I think he might have a season-high game. I think it might be like 200 yards, 50 carries, four touchdowns, and I want to see that. I'm starting him across the board. Anytime I can do daily, which I can't because it's illegal in the state, but if you can do daily, Austin Eckler, just put all your Austin Ecklers in, people. Get it up there. Uh, Yeah, that's That's what I want to watch for. 
Get your Austin Ecklers up there. That's the official word for Meffin. So, Mike, what's your question for this one? Basically, I want to know if the Dolphins, what's going to happen first? Are the Dolphins going to score more than 10 points? Or are they going to hold the team under 30 points? It, and I really, I have no idea what's going to happen first, if any of those at all this week. Uh, probably doubtful. Uh, one of the things that I saw uh, looking at the scores and stuff, it's pretty interesting. This, this just shows you how bad the Dolphins are. If you spotted them 40 points each week, they would still be one and two. Is that bad? That That's a little bad. Is that bad? Okay. Well, then, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins suck out loud. I, I, I have nothing to add about that except for L-O-L. And my question, which is not at all facetious, which is, is this Mike Gesicki's breakout game, guys? Is this Mike Gesicki's breakout game? Who's Mike Gesicki? Mike Gesicki is the most talented player on the Miami Dolphins offense. He's a second-year tight end with uh, measurables off the charts. Off the charts. Off I got the off charts. the Gesicki bandwagon this week. I jumped off. I am full bore, boys. Chargers give up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. They gave up three touchdowns to Jordan Akins and Darren Fells last week. Tell me that Jordan Akins and Darren Fells are high-quality tight ends. You I want you to be right. You can't. Mike Gesicki, count it. He's going to have a, his best game of the year. He's going to have three catches for 60 yards, best game of the year for Mike Gesicki. Next game up, because I had nothing to add to Chargers Miami. Washington at the Giants. 49 point over under, and the Giants are three point favorites in this one. Um, so, uh, Evan, you, 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 we kind of we touched on this a little bit earlier, but you got a question about Terry McLaurin. Yeah, he's been owning it. Is this ever going to open up anything for the team fantasy-wise? Like, maybe they can run the ball better because everyone's guarding his McLaurin. Maybe another wide receiver can actually do something fantasy-worthy. Uh, if, if nobody does anything fantasy-worthy this game, I'm never looking at the Redskins again in, in, in the waiver wire. They're like, how can you not be getting something with this guy pulling so much, so much attention towards him? Yeah, I, I, I mean, last week Paul Richardson did something, so I'm hoping that that might, might carry over. What did, that's, oh, what that's, did he do? Uh, let's see, what did Paul Richardson do? I'll watch for that. I'll watch that this week. Also, Dwayne Haskins. Let's get in there, man. Yeah. That was the last conversation I had with my dad was about Dwayne Haskins. Paul Richardson had 83 yards on nine targets and a touchdown last week, and he scored in two straight games. So he might be somebody that if you're in a deep league, somebody you might look towards, uh, especially if Terry McLaurin is, is, uh, is banged up. Oh, in case anybody didn't get the darkness of my reference, that was literally the last conversation I had with my dad ever in his life was about Dwayne Haskins. So go Dwayne. Uh, go Dwayne. All right, Mike, what are you looking for in this one? I, basically, this this is going to be the the tell all of Wayne Gallman. Uh, they the Giants didn't. I don't even think they brought anybody in to look at. Uh, so they must believe somewhere somehow that Wayne Gallman can do what what they need him to do. Uh, so we'll see what what happens. If, you know, if if he obviously falls flat on his face. Expect uh, some kind of street free agent to come in. I'm still surprised J-I-G, J-I-G-E hasn't been picked up somewhere. Uh, I love how you pronounce it J-A-G because he's J-A-G. a jag. Just a jag. Um, uh, I, I might a little disagree with you on that one. Uh, oh, you think he's not even a guy? Wow. <laughs> uh, he might. Yeah, he's not even a jet. Uh, so, um, 
yeah, it's it's yeah. It, I I I don't know. They believe in him, so that's all I I have on him. That's all you got on it. And and they did br- they did bring in three street guys, but they were Fozzie Whitaker, um, um, Zach Zenner, and Benny Cunningham. So not exactly uh, your top tier street free agents that you're looking at. Yeah, well that that all might change though if if Gallman can't do you know the basic stuff. Yeah. All right, so my question for this one is going to be, can we get a second coming of Danny Dimes? Last week, Danny Dimes threw for 336 yards, two touchdowns, had a couple fumbles. This week, he gets Washington, who gives up the fifth most fancy points to uh, quarterbacks. Each quarterback that's played him this year has scored uh, three touchdowns against them. Um, Dak Prescott, if you take his rushing yards, had over 300 yards. So did Carson Wentz. Mitch Trubisky only had 231, but that's Mitch Trubisky. So personally, I'm hoping that we can see another performance out of Danny Dimes, and I I don't think we're going to be disappointed in this one. We'll see. You you love Danny Dimes? I want to see what happens with Danny Dimes in this one. It's Washington. Yeah, so I'm hoping that he can. I mean, if he falls on his face, that's very bad. <laughs> that's what he I'm won't saying. Won't fall on his face. He'll run into another person and fumble it. Probably not, on his own team. He, it's the Giants, not the Jets, dude. <laughs> I don't know. He did that in the, his first. That's that, true. He did, yeah. didn't he? He did, didn't Ran he? Straightened his own guy and fumbled it. That's true. He did. So, all right, next one up. Uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, this is a 45 point over under with Baltimore as seven point favorites, and. Um, Evan has a an interesting question for this one. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. What's up? You done being the number one quarterback in fantasy? Because you had Kansas City's reasonably soft defense last week, and you had a zero-touchdown mediocre game. You know, this is Cleveland. They're not great. If you're going to be on my team, then you need to score. Frankly, if you have a moderate to good game, I'm probably trading you in all the leagues where I have him because I don't think he's going to retain the value after the Kansas City game. Uh so let's see really? it. Bring it. Yeah, give me three touchdowns. Give me 300 yards. Oh, you're donezo. Well, what if he gets like 250 or 200 passing yards and like 50 rushing yards? Yeah, good point. Let's say 25 uh, points in standard. 25 points? Passing oh, wow. Play, yeah. Wow. It's, you're taking a, a hard stand on Lamar Jackson very, very early into the season when he's done nothing but be good for you so far. Except for last week. Uh, Mike, what do you think about uh, Evan's position? Well, I, I kind of agree with that. If, if you just take away his, his five-touchdown performance uh, against Miami, he's really not done much of anything. And in fact, the last two weeks... What? Seriously. Um, no. Mike, yeah, he, had, but, uh, he had two touchdowns the week before. It, yeah. he, it, against Arizona, he rushed for like 120 yards. Oh, right. I, have to, I forgot to scroll right. Yeah, 272 pass yards, 120 rush yards, two touchdowns. He scored 30 fantasy points in week two. Okay. All right. I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at passing yards. So, okay. All right. So, he had a really good – he had a really great game that against Miami. That should be Miami. Scroll right. He Lamar a, scroll right Jackson. <laughs> he had a really good game against Arizona. Awesome. Great job. You know, uh, perfect but against Miami and Arizona. I mean, that's what you want out of someone like Lamar Jackson. And then comes Kansas City and then what what, what ends up happening. So, um, yeah, I, I honestly don't think Lamar Jackson is is all that good, to be to be straight up honest. I mean, he, he could play great against Miami and Arizona, 
but you put him against a defense that's average or below or above, and then he falls apart. So, yeah, there you go. Um, now, looking at uh, what I have, uh, I'm sort of looking at another bad quarterback this year, and that's uh, Baker Mayfield. So, interesting enough, Ravens um, have allowed only four touchdown passes all season. Three of them went to Mahomes. So only one, only one touchdown outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. And interesting enough, that was against Miami. So um, uh, I, I, I just don't see Baker Mayfield turning it around this week. Uh, he's he's just going to get tore up. Uh, I wouldn't play him at all. And right now I have him as my 22nd uh, fantasy football quarterback. So. It, it's the quicksand is burying him under um, under and I just don't see an out, especially not this week for for make for Mayfield. Wow. OK. And 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 related to that, my question has to do with uh, uh, Jarvis Landry, who's still 85 percent owned in Yahoo leagues. My question with that is, is why um, he's as of last week, he's completed completed 16 starts with Baker Mayfield. He has a 52 percent catch rate in those those starts it's taken him 136 targets to get 71 catches for 859 yards and four scores um he hasn't played well this year he hasn't played well with 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 baker mayfield um his number one um attribute in miami was the opportunity and the opportunity is not there anymore so my question is 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 kind of like with uh cory davis is this the week that we people finally uh excise Jarvis Landry from their rosters as he takes on a difficult defense and is unlikely to uh, uh, reproduce his, uh, his, uh, his value that he had with Miami that we thought he'd have with, uh, with Cleveland. Is right now the Cleveland Browns the most disappointing team this year? Well, they were the most overhyped going into the year, but so I would, I would probably say so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm agreeing so far this year. Yeah. Uh, let me see who. Uh, let me let me people, let me take a. While you do that, let me address the people of the internet that are listening. People of the internet, this is your God speaking. If you need a wide receiver that starts on any team you have, go to your waiver wire right now. It'll be probably free agency, so you can get them right away. Go to it and pick up Antonio Callaway. He has the potential to crush, and he's available in like ninety-five percent of leagues he's getting off suspension he's their upstart speedster uh who is getting off the suspension and he's gonna he's gonna make jarvis landry go down to like one target a game get yeah antonio callaway yeah he's gonna destroy uh jarvis landry's value uh big time all right so next game up it's our last 10 a.m game it's a carolina at houston 47 and a half point over under houston is four point favorites uh uh evan what are you looking for in this one Carlos Hyde, you gonna make my dreams come true ever? You got you got the matchup. You scored a touchdown last week in short positions, but you had like ten carries for sixteen yards. And I just I don't even know if that's true. It just sticks in my head because I stare at Carlos Hyde, wanting him to be a thing. So I'm watching Carlos Hyde to see if if he has uh, over one point six yards per carry. Otherwise, it's droppable. It's like remarrying your ex-wife. Evan, then, why do you keep doing this? He had one bad game. He, 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 last, last week, he had a bad game. That's what I'm saying. Is, and in the two games before that, he had 30 carries for 173 yards. 
Man, what have you done for me lately? Jesus, you know, man. My relationship with Carlos Hyde is very complex. Yeah, and, I can tell. Like, like do, do something, buddy. Do something. All right. All right. Fair enough. I think. No, I, I want to. I want to be wrong. I, I want to be wrong. Like, I would love to be excited about Carlos Hyde again. I think I've just. I don't know. Everybody, I'm nobody. Bored, so I'm looking at other running backs. You know, looking for some strange. I don't nobody's, know. What's going on nobody's here. gonna be left on your roster because if somebody has two bad games, you declare them droppable. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, Mike. What's your question on this one? This one's about Carolina. So. Kyle Allen had a really good game last week in his second game, uh, if you count the game against the Saints that no one really showed up to. So, and he, he performed well, I think, uh, last week. The two receivers he basically locked on to was Greg Olson and Curtis Samuel. So when new quarterbacks come in uh, for the first time, they really look for, you know, at least one, maybe two guys, and they – really just, you know, for weeks, we'll, we'll go on just to those two receivers or that one receiver. And so I'm interested in seeing if if that's going to continue. Is Greg Olson and Curtis Samuel really the, the number one guys? Uh, so uh, I'm a little worried about Greg Olson being the number one guy. I mean, he's, he's a great binky for Kyle Allen, but uh, the more you throw to Greg Olson, the more chances of him, you know, falling down and getting hurt. So... Uh, we'll see what ends up happening, but is is really Greg Olson and Curtis Samuel the guys that is going to be the ones that are Kyle Allen going to be going to for, for the most part uh, throughout until if Cam Newton comes back? Yeah, to your point, DJ Moore only had two targets last week. So I guess I guess more concisely is that is, that that's the question is, is you know, is he going to continue to ignore DJ Moore, right? Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Or is this one of those strange games uh, last week that Curtis Samuel was the guy and then next week will be DJ Moore? I think Greg Olson will continue to be that number one receiver option for for Allen. It's just whether it's going to be, as you mentioned, um, is he going to ignore, can continues to lead to ignore more? Or is, you know, is Samuel the, the one locked in? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So my question for this one uh, has to do with uh, the Houston offense, and it's um, uh, Will Fuller and Kenny Stills. Um, when the Texans went out and got Kenny Stills, my reaction was, hey, Will Fuller is great with uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson when he can play, so why not go out and get another uh, Will Fuller in Kenny Stills? So my question is, is, uh, is Kenny Stills going to continue to steal enough touches from Will Fuller to make Will Fuller unusable? I mean, so far this season, uh, through three games, Will Fuller is the wide receiver 69. Kenny Stills is the wide receiver 55, so it's not like he's usable. Um, but Will Fuller hasn't finished in the top 50 once this season. He's been wide receiver 54, 62, and 52. Um, he hasn't scored yet, which leads a lot to those rankings. But Kenny Stills been, has been within the top 40 twice. You're not, you know, Kenny Stills isn't going to be consistent enough to to be startable every week because he was wide receiver 71 there in the middle. But I mean, he's taking enough touches away from Will Fuller to to make it a, a serious problem for Will Fuller owners. It's pretty rude. Kenny <laughs> Stills doing that. It's like taking the Jello away from a hospital patient who's about to die. Yeah, that's rough. Um, the it it's 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 been rough on on Will Fuller owners this year. Um, so. All right, so that, that that that's my big question for that one. Um, so next game up is uh, all right, boys. It's a Tampa Bay at the Rams. We kind of already talked about this one earlier. It's our first afternoon game. Forty-nine and a half point over/under. 
Rams are nine and a half point favorites. Um, Evan, what uh, what are you looking for? What's your what's your question for this one? I just want to know why Chris Godwin. Why, why do you have to go three for catches for forty yards last week after doing so great? You know, now I gotta bench you because you're playing against the Rams. I thought this was gonna be an every week thing. I thought this offense was gonna pop. Why? You know, uh, prove me wrong. Yeah. And That's pursuant to your normal year. pursuant to your normal course of action, if he doesn't produce this week, Chris Godwin is droppable, right? He's dead to me. Well, you got to remember, with Carlos Hyde, this is a different thing. I'm practically married to Carlos Hyde at this point, you know. And when I'm married to something, someone, I want more, you know. I married in real life. I married a woman who goes to a law firm where she's partner, and she does all this cool stuff and looks really smart and hot while she's doing so, and then he comes home and it's like super funny. I want that out of Carlos Hyde. I want that out of Chris Godwin. You know, not these every third week you just pee the bed nonsense. All right. So speaking of pee in the bed, Mike, what are you looking for um, in the it's it's a defensive matchup that you're looking at? Yeah, uh, the Rams secondary, which which has been really, really brutal on uh, some top rate uh, wide receivers. Michael Thomas, he only got 89 yards, uh, which, you know, we all know Mike Thomas is, you know, perennial or weekly 100-yard uh, receiver kind of guy. And then Odell Beckham, they held to only 56 yards. So what what are they going to do with Mike Evans, who, you know, outside of last week has really been uh, a donut, uh, pretty much vacant. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if the Aqib Tlaib group can, can really shut down Mike Evans. And I think this will be a good test for Jameis Winston, too. Uh, I you know, I, I think as the year goes on, you're going to see more and more uh, numbers coming out of this this Buccaneers offense. Uh, so I think that kind of speaks to the receivers, and I wouldn't give up hope just yet. All right. So speaking of giving up hope, my question has to do with Jared Goff. Jared Goff had two touchdowns last week. Uh, it was his first multi-touchdown game since uh, – Week 11 last year, uh, when the Chiefs and the Rams had their big 54 to 51 shootout. Since then, I'll just run down his passing touchdowns. Since the, I'm sorry, it's his second since then because he he trounced the 49ers in Week 17, but that was not during a fantasy uh, the fantasy season, so that doesn't matter. So um, you're looking at one touchdown, zero, zero, one, four. That Niners game I was talking about. Um, then you get into the playoffs, one, zero, one, zero. Then this season, one, one, and two. So I want to know if Jared Goff can keep it rolling, or if he's going to continue this low touchdown output that um, you know we've we've come to see from him lately. That's kind of uh, a, a caused a big problem, and it's had cascading issues for the for the wide receivers. Last week, Cooper Cup got it, but Robert Woods has had issues, um, and um, uh, Brandon Cooks has been you know relegated pretty much to yardage only this year. So I want to see what Jared Goff does in this one to see if he can keep the ball rolling. Um, against a, a a questionable defense if he can keep that ball rolling and um they're, they're questionable last week we had an argument if they were good or bad i'm gonna put them in the middle call them questionable so uh next game up seattle at arizona this is another afternoon game seattle six point favorites you didn't, you didn't ask what we thought about your jared goff question what do you think about my jared goff question i agree okay mike all right, Seattle at Arizona, 13, uh, or sorry, one o'clock start, 48 point over under. Seattle are six point favorites. Uh, Evan, what are you looking for in this one? Lock it. You're like wide receiver six. You're going to keep on keeping on because, you know, we were high on you here at Football Absurdity uh, for your price in the preseason, but I don't think anybody 
saw this coming. So I'm definitely seeing if Lockett's someone that I should trade trade out high for, or maybe if he has a bad game, I can try to do a buy low for him. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on Lockett. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Lockett's had a ton, ton of targets, targets the last two weeks after getting, uh, I mean, after week one, we were worried because I think he got, what, two targets in week one? And then over the last two weeks, he's had um, 12 targets and 14 targets. So, uh, yeah, if he can keep this ball rolling, I think it'll be pretty great. Um, so, Mike, you got another guy that's rolling, um, uh, Will Disley. What are you looking for from him in this one? Yeah, you know, we did talk about him, I think, Tuesday or the week before. And you asked me, you know, what I thought about him. And I said, well, he's only a touchdown guy. Well, that might not be the case. So we're looking at uh, him against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have just been awful. I mean, awful against tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, his one big day, guess who it was against? Cardinals. Mm -hmm. You look at Mark Andrews against the Cardinals. Um, And then Greg Olson last week was huge as well. So will this be a Will Disley kind of game where, you know, the, the Cardinals have just been ugly against the tight ends? And, and I say, yeah, uh, I, I don't see why not. He's I, I see him catching six plus balls going over 75 yards and definitely a touchdown because really he, he just catches a touchdown at least once a week. I think he has in like six weeks, he has like four touchdowns or something to that effect or seven weeks. I mean, it's, it's like almost every game he catches a touchdown. So, there we go. Lock it up. Six, seven receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Lock it up or Disley up? Disley, lock it up. Disley, lock it up. All right. My question on this one, it's more of a statement. Uh, DK Metcalf, um, he's performing well so far this year. Um, you know, uh, four for 89 in week one, three for 61 in week two, and a score, two for 67. But I mean, my man has 19 targets on the season and nine receptions. That catch rate needs to get fixed. Uh, 47.4 just isn't going to cut it because if his targets go down to four or three a game, um, he's he's going to find his way off of fantasy rosters pretty quick. And right now he's wide receiver 43. So he's kind of kind of already on the edge there. And I think if that uh, I, I'm looking to see what his catch rate does in this one against uh, a questionable competition in, in uh, Arizona. All right, we're buzzing along, boys. Next one up, Minnesota at Chicago. This one is the second lowest over-under of the week at 38 mm-hmm. points. Chicago is two-point favorites. Um, uh, Evan, what are you looking for um, in this one? Tyler Gabriel, because I know you listen. Are you going to keep vulturing all my Allison, Allen, Allenson, Allenson Robinson, Allen Robinson touchdowns? Are you going to vulture these Allen Robinson touchdowns? I've got a lot of shares of Allen Robinson. Why are you taking his touchdowns away? I'm not dissatisfied with Allen Robinson. His fantasy performance has been great. But Tyler Gabriel, come on, man. This is impolite. If uh, he steals Allen Robinson's touchdowns again this week, is Allen Robinson droppable as per your uh, no, your, no, your guys, MO? The guy's had some, great, some solid – he's a solid fantasy floor, which is what I want in a wide receiver too, you know? All right. All right. So um, – I, I think that to that point, I think Taylor Gabriel was a one week wonder. He does this every once in a while where he pops off for three touchdowns and, you're like, and everybody scrambles to go get him. He and then he, has, He's been then he has three catches in the next two games. Um, so, Mike, you got a spicy question in this one. And um, my, my answer is going to be not after this game, at least ranked that way. OK. Um, and then Evan definitely chime in. But uh, so right now, Del, Delvin Cook is 
my number one running back in fantasy football. Uh, just basically the fact that we know he can catch the ball. He's tied for first in rushing yards at 375. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He leads the league with 375 and is tied for second in touchdowns with four. So, yeah, that's great, right? But if we look at his competition so far, the Falcons, Packers, Raiders, I mean, none, none of that is going to really be uh, pretty much daunting for the talent level of Dalvin Cook. Well, we know who we have. he has this week, and that's the Chicago Bears. So, basically, th- th- this is the final exam of defenses. How, how well is Dalvin Cook? Is he really the number one running back? And we'll find out this week uh, playing against that such a dominating Bears defense that has not allowed – 100 yards to any team, and Aaron Jones has has the most yards by a running back with just 54. So they shut down, they shut it down. And uh, I'll tell you what, if Dalvin Cook can go for 70 yards, at least 70 yards, then he will solidify himself as, in my opinion, as the number one running back going forward. I think he's already there, in my opinion. People in the Discord keep asking for trade advice because that's a thing we do. And they're like, what should I trade Dalvin Cook for? And I say nothing. You'd have to package like three great players for him. I'm sorry. Are you guys both playing in a league where Christian McCaffrey doesn't exist? He's in. I have Christian McCaffrey in my or big Alvin money Kamara, league. Or Alvin Kamara doesn't exist? I have Christian McCaffrey in my big money league. I don't think he, he's as good as Dalvin Cook. And I mean, are you guys also not living in a or playing in a league where Dalvin Cook missed half of his game so far in his career? That that was that was what last year, the year before. What where, what year are we in now? We're in year three. He missed six games last year and twelve games in year one. Okay. He poops too much. <laughs> he poops too much. And I mean, you've got. Uh, I mean. Uh, if your response to that is okay, I mean, I, I don't know how to proceed. Then, then why, why, why draft him at all? You're asking if he's going to be the number one for the rest of the year, and you're dealing with Christian McCaffrey, who's not an injury risk from week to week, and you're dealing with Alvin Kamara, who's not an injury risk from week to week. And what Dalvin do Christian Cook, McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara have in common? They're really good. They're both playing with a backup quarterback who could collapse at any minute. Whereas... Minnesota already has a backup quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say, they're already playing with... And he's still whooping butt. That's it for me. I'm like, we've seen the bottom of your offensive ability to have defenses ever not stack the box, and you're still whooping it. So it's the the floor for me. Every defensive coordinator knows the Minnesota Vikings are going to run the ball 90% of the time with their offensive plays. And Dalvin Cook still, still does it. So Dalvin Cook, number one running back, end of story. Move on. You already told me that you don't think he is unless he gets 70 rushing yards this week. End of story. Moving on. All right. David Montgomery, maybe he's just going to be okay this year. Everybody thought he was going to be this uh, prolific back who surpasses the offense, but he's not so far this year. He's just okay. I mean, he had a good game last week. It took him uh, 16 touches to get up to... um, to get up over 80 yards. I think he'll, he'll be okay, but uh, you know, we, there's a lot of people who had visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads with uh, David Montgomery. Maybe he's just going to be okay this year. He's going to be in that, 
fantasy football running back middle class once he gets the touches because he's had he's had the touches that's the thing he's had um tw- he had 21 touches two weeks ago he had 16 touches last week uh i'm sorry he had 19 touches two weeks ago he didn't catch two of his passes so it's one of those things where he's getting the opportunity to produce but he's not blowing the doors off and 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 it's it's partially the bears offense but i think at this point we might have to be resigned to maybe for right now david montgomery is just okay and 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 i and i agree i think uh david montgomery right now is just okay david montgomery to me has always been jordan howard who has better hands all right Yeah, that's. I think that. I think that's what you said, and and we saw Jordan Howard have three touchdowns this week. So we got all hot and bothered about David Montgomery, thinking that uh, Jordan Howard was so bad. But you know, if you give somebody an opportunity to produce, maybe they'll actually produce. Whereas Dave Montgomery hasn't really had that opportunity this year because the offense is so bad. He's gotten the touches, but what quality are those touches? So, all right, the game that's going to be the worst fantasy game of the week, I think, Jacksonville-Denver. It's the lowest over-under, 37.5 points with Denver's three-point favorites. Um, Evan, you have a question about Leonard Fournette. That doesn't seem to apply to Dalvin Cook, I'm just saying. Yeah, first of all, real quick, just to reinforce what Jeff said. uh, Just to reinforce what Jeff said. Uh, about this game being lame. These are the over-unders for all the other games. 45, 42, 55, 45, 44, 49, 55, 45, 48. Minnesota, Chicago, 38. Jacksonville, Denver, 37. Like, this game's going to be a stinker. But I want to know, is this, speaking of stinkers, will this be the week that Leonard Fournette goes down? Because I got like four shares of Reichwell getting cold here, and I need to, I need to, I need to move that guy up. Come on, Leonard Fournette. Do the needful. Related to that question, this is my question. Why do you have, still have so many Reichwell Armstead shares? Yeah. <laughs> because wondering. Fournette's going down. I mean, I mean, even if he goes down, what's the point? Well, who else is on that team? Uh, you don't have to. You, there's no rule that says you have to own a, a Jacksonville running back. <laughs> I mean, the the offensive line is not great. There's no push going on there. I mean, he had, except for a 69-yard run, it was what, last week, 14 carries for negative three yards with uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. And that's the guy who's starting over Ryquell Armstead. So uh, my question, why do you have so many Ryquell Armstead shares? Because I'll take an RB1 on a horrible team over anybody, man. I've got him in my, B, my big money league where there's such a dearth of running backs. This is how bad running backs are in my 14-team big money league. Uh, I, I watched the waiver wire. I watched the waiver wire, eager to see if C.J. Anderson, who worked out with Houston, would be picked up when waivers cleared, and he wasn't. So I went into the FA to grab him. Somebody drafted him and has been sitting on him since the beginning of the year. That is how few running backs there are in that league. So I will take Reichwell Armstead if he gets promoted to even the 50% share in Jacksonville. And I also believe in Jacksonville's ability to run the ball. They got a strong defense. Their wide receivers are Chark, and I guess they're not throwing to Westbrook. So, yeah, I still believe in Wyquell. Wyquell. Nyquell will help you get your disease. Yeah, Nyquell. Uh, Wyquell will help you get your W. Put your, put your team to sleep. All right. Uh, Mike, what's your question for Jacksonville and Denver? So, basically, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to dig two receivers, Emmanuel Sanders and DJ Chark, and I'm going to match them up. 
and see what which one of these wide receivers is going to have a better day. Uh, Bron- the Broncos, they're, they're tough against the pass. They're six, rate, rated six uh, overall, while Jacksonville is 18th. So it might it might not be as easy victory as, as people who are DJ Chark fans might think. Uh, on the season, Sanders has 18 receptions, 194 yards, and two scores, while Chark, 15 receptions, 277 yards, and three touchdowns. So I don't know who's going to win this. I, I'm going to I'm going to put my money on Emmanuel Sanders. What do you guys say? In this one, I would go. I'll go Chark, DJ Chark. Do 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 do. What do you got, Evan? Evan. I'm not. I'll go DJ Chark. Okay, so by the way, my son won't tell me. DJ Chark, do 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 do. It's some song about a shark. He was singing yes. it the other. He was singing the real song the other day, and I'm like, okay, tell me what that is because people keep saying it in fantasy it's, football, and I have no it's idea. Daddy, what it is. It's Daddy Shark. It was at the end of one of our episodes like two weeks ago. I don't. I. I it's hard to listen all the way through because the guy who signs off puts me to sleep. Um, just, probably because he keeps getting interrupted. Is it a kids song? Sorry, yeah, I didn't hear you. I was song. just look up Daddy Shark. Okay, cool. All right. But yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, good cover. Sanders against Sanders against Jacksonville, but good cover that you weren't just quietly dropping all your Reichwell Armstead shares out of shame. All right, next one up: Dallas at New Orleans, Sunday night football, forty-seven point over under. Dallas are three-point favorites. Um, Evan has a very good question in this one, which is: This is going to be the highest-scoring fantasy game of Week Four. My question for you boys is. What what would it take for this somehow to not be the highest fantasy scoring game? Like what what is it like like a lightning storm or flooding? Like how is this not going to be the fantasy game of the year? Uh, I'm trying to look and see at the rest. We got Dallas scoring a billion points a week. We got New Orleans somehow putting up mad fantasy numbers without Drew Brees. I just we've already seen what 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 would have intercepted it, which is DJ DJ Brees Drew Brees going down. And it didn't even stop it. Like, how is this not going to be the fantasy? Mike, what, 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 what would it take for this to be a dud? Amari uh, Cooper and Michael Thomas getting a total of five catches and 50 yards with no scores. How is that going to happen, though? Well, I mean, it's, it's two good defenses, or at least quality defenses with Dallas and New Orleans. I'm looking at actually the, the game of the week might be, for fantasy points, it's going to be a disaster. Because the defenses are a disaster, but I think Giants and Washington might be. You know, I was big. just I I was just eyeing that exact same one. Yeah, just because Washington doesn't have anybody. Well, they have Terry McLaurin, they have uh, Vernon Davis, they have uh, Terry McLaurin, they have uh, uh, Vernon Davis. They've got guys. Did you mention Terry McLaurin? Yeah, and Vernon Davis. Don't forget him. Yeah, so I think that, I mean, the defenses might be too good. The, the teams themselves might be too good for this to be a huge fantasy day. It's not going to take this much this week. There's not a lot, except for Kansas City, Detroit. There's not a lot in the slate. It could be a, a a runaway. What do you call it? Barn burner. Yeah, this one's not a. It's not a great week for matchups. I agree with you there. And so, Mike, you kind of mentioned these two guys already. Uh, Michael Thomas versus Amari Cooper. That's what what you're looking for in this one, right? Who who do you think wins? Yeah, I, well, the Saints are 29th in uh, passing defense, while the Cowboys are 15th. So I, I'm going to go with total fantasy scoring on this one. And 
if you look at that, then Michael Thomas, 25 receptions, 266 yards, and one touchdown. And Amari Cooper, uh, 16 receptions, 238 yards, and four touchdowns. So you're looking at two pretty much even guys if, if you're looking at fantasy scoring only. Uh, I'm, you know, with, I, I, I want to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Mari Cooper. Wh- which ones do you guys have? Uh, I'm going to go, I would go Mari uh, Cooper just because, um, you know, Michael Thomas has the backup thrown to him. So he, that could crater out at any time with Eddie Two Gloves. My dog disagrees. Are you yeah, running a dog fighting wing over no, there? No, that's just my dog. He sounds like two dogs fighting. No, nah, it's just my dog. Huh. <laughs> is she attacking the TV again? No, and it's a she, guys. It's, it's she? just how she is. <laughs> she barks at nothing. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that it's going to be um, uh, 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 Mari Cooper just, cause, just because um, the Michael Thomas thing could, could fall out at any second. Well, I, I can see that for sure. What about you, Evan? What do you got? I agree with Jeff. I think uh, I think it's if you have to pick one of them because they're both going to be great. Go with the one who has his original quarterback mitten box. That's right. All right, and then my question kind of has to to piggyback on the wide receivers with Michael Gallup still out with the meniscus surgery. Um, is anyone is anybody going to step up with Gallup out? Uh, uh, Randall Cobb, Devin White. White had a good game a couple weeks ago, but they both kind of fell flat last week, and it's um. You know, is one of them going to step up without um, Michael Gallup around? And, and to be honest with you, I don't know the answer to the question, that question right now. I think they're both going to get like four catches for 60 yards. Yeah, the, the Preston Williams special. So, all right, next game up. Last game, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, uh, Monday night football. This one's going to be a real stinker. 44 point over under Pittsburgh, somehow four point favorites. Uh, Evan. Uh, Are these teams both own three? Um, I believe so. Did Cincinnati win a game? Hold on. Didn't we have to watch? Who did we have to watch last week on Monday night? Chicago and the Washington. Yeah, it was a real and bad. The week one. before it was the Jets. Who scheduled this stuff? Yeah, they're both. ESPN, they're both. You got to get better negotiators, dude. They're both zero and three. Good lord. Okay, so my question is: When a movable force meets a stoppable object, does anyone really win? Yeah, right. Like, come on. Like, is this, I, I guess it's good for people who own shares of Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd and Juju Smith-Shushu and maybe James Conner. Are they all going to turn it around because it's garbage time and the lights are on? This might be a good week for them. Let's bring some hope into the people who own any of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, it, it's either one. This could be a get right game for anyone, either one of these teams. If That's not, some of those guys might be situationally benchable, even Juju. No, I take that back. No, you can't drop everyone can't. but Juju, Connor, Mixon, Boyd. Eh, not Boyd either. He's got a high floor. But those running backs, they might be situationally benchable. Mixon and Connor, two guys going around the turn in the first round. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, at the, we'll, we'll see what they what they do after this one. Um, so, Mike, yours yours is related to that. Yeah, so I, I'm just curious on if Joe Mixon's any good. I, they uh, he, the first two games, I think he was a little banged up though. Uh, he only had 27 yards on 17 carries, uh, and they they play against a, a weak defense in Pittsburgh. They're they're not really all that good against the run. So it, if Mixon is going to show up, 
Um, it's going to be it's going to be against the Steelers, but I have to, I do have to hand it to him. Uh, last week against the Bills, he did get 80 yards on 15 carries. So there is those like momental spurts that he that he shows just enough to to sort of give you a taste, and you're like, okay, I, I like this. Give me more. Give me more. And then he disappears. So yeah, I, I don't I really don't know anything about. Joe Mixon on if if he's going to be you know stable or if he's just going to be someone that is a weekly wonder and just drive everybody crazy because you keep plugging him in because you know he has the talent to do good. Yeah, and and that's the uh, that that's the real question is like, hey, when are you when are you going to produce? Sort of like what Evan said, going you know at the uh, at, at the turn and it's uh it's it's not been great for. Uh, for Mixon so far. So my question to round out the question and answer segment of this uh, episode is um, uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, is it the 49ers defense is that good or is Mason Rudolph that bad? Because uh, the five turnovers last week, multiples were on the Niners side of the field. I believe three of them. And uh, they, they only were able to get six points out of those, those turnovers on the, 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 uh, the Pittsburgh side of the field where they were, they were knocking on the door for, for the touchdown. So I want to know what Mason Rudolph, um, if, if, he's that bad or if the 49ers defense was that good. Cause I think how he does against a, a marginal opponent in the Bengals will go a long way to answer that question this week. So I think that's, that's what I'm looking for in this one. I think is, after uh, Green Bay's performance last night, the Niners have taken over the title of most surprising defense. Ooh, buddy. Strong defense this year. Not surprised if you've been paying attention to my Niners, baby. So what if happens I when you spend, because I have you. This is what happens me. when you spend four first round picks in five years on the defensive line and you go out and your biggest free agent acquisitions are Richard Sherman, Quan Alexander, and, and you trade for D Ford. Uh, all of a sudden you get really good. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's why they're, they're so improved is uh, Ooh, all the- Richard Sherman. Wow. And he's collecting, uh, he's collecting social security. So you probably didn't have to sign him for that much. I mean, you have Snark, but I mean, he's been one of the highest rated uh, uh, cornerbacks per PFF. So ugh. Uh, that that looks bad on you, buddy. We're going to switch over, uh, switch uh, gears here, and we're going to talk daily fantasy sports. So, um, Mike, I'm going to turn it over to you. You're the uh, the DFS. Uh, you're the, the gatekeeper for this one. Yeah, I, I might need to turn this over to Evan, because even though I'm the gatekeeper, I, I kind of have my job. <laughs> um. So, looking at last week, uh, Evan is back-to-back point leader. The uh, 147 points. Jeff came in second at 115. And bringing up the rear for the second time in three weeks. That'll be <laughs> me at 107 points. It's the infinitely frustrating nature of the universe that has me first. Because uh, Daily Fantasy is illegal in Washington State. You wait till they legalize it, and then I go get a team, and then I'll just drop to last place. That's what's going on. The universe is trying go. to kind of flicker with me. Legalize it. So, all right. Um, I think I've gone last the last couple of weeks. So, you know what? I'm going to go first this time. I'm going to give you guys my lineup. I'm going to wow you guys. Are you guys ready to be wowed? Yes. I'm already all wowed. All right. Hold I on. got... I got a Ready. whole mess. I got a whole mess of uh, stacks going on in this one. So, uh, quarterback, eighty-three hundred bucks. I originally had Pat Mahomes. I dropped it down to Lamar Jackson to fit a whole bunch of studs in here. Um, I am pairing him in a stack with Marquise Brown, fifty-seven hundred bucks, which I think is a huge steal. Uh, my running backs, Josh Jacobs at Indy. Uh, Evan, don't let your guy let me down. Six grand. 
Then another uh, uh, double up I'm doing Austin Eckler, eighty one hundred bucks. Six thousand dollars only. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Austin Eckler, eighty one hundred bucks, and Keenan Allen, eighty one hundred bucks. Fitting them both in there against Miami. Uh, kind of the same thing I did last week when I fell on my face with Dallas. Um, and uh, I spent down from Pat Mahomes to Lamar Jackson to make that work. Uh, my other wide receiver is Cooper Cup for seven grand. Um, I think he'll keep the ball rolling. He seemed to be the apple of uh, uh, Jared Goff's eye. So even if the other guys don't produce, he'll be fine. Um, then my flex and my uh, tight end, both Seahawks. Tight end, Will Disley, 5400 bucks, Huge steal. Tyler Lockett, who we talked about, has 26 targets in two weeks, 6,600 bucks as my flex, and then the Pats at Buffalo, 4,800 bucks. So to run that back again, it's Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Marquise Brown, Keenan Allen, Will Disley, Tyler Lockett, and the Pats, and that's what we call a week-winning lineup, boys. So whoever wants to you know, vie for second place. You can go ahead and go now and tell us who your lineups are. Go ahead, Evan, because I, I know I'm going to come in last. I want to vie for second place. I'm sorting I'm this to find out, like, I'm double-checking that Josh Jacobs thing here. Josh Jacobs, $6,000. Yeah, that's a great lineup, Jeff. Uh, I was going with Jacoby Brissett at first, but then I realized T.Y. Hilton was going to be out, so I switched it to Danny Jones for 7300 yeah, that's kind of a high-risk, high-reward kind of play. Uh, I also have Austin Eckler for 8100 I think he's going to have the fantasy line of the year. Uh, I'm going to go carry on Johnson. Let me put my virtual money where my mouth is, you know? Kansas City's run defense is bottom three in the league. So, I mean, they just gave up three touchdowns to the Mark Ingram. So, he was 6500 I thought that was a decent play. And wide receivers, I also have Keenan Allen for 8100 He's hot. They're playing Miami. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm going Kenny Galladay. I think that that, it was my question. I think that that low fantasy wide receiver one performance against Kansas City last week was a, a, a freak number. I think that uh, Detroit's going to be running a lot of offense. And speaking of Kansas City, give me a Miko Hardman for 6,500. I don't know, man. He's been coming up. I feel like, again, I'm going high risk, high reward mm-hmm. with this, you know, so it's probably not so good for a three man league, but if you're in a, Winner gets a million dollars kind of league. Why not just go big? Uh, tight end, I think this might be the third straight week. I'm going Darren Waller, 6,700. The little, the little bit of homerism you'll allow yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, defense, I'll take Baltimore against Cleveland. The Cleveland can only take so much more pressure before the wheels fall off that. And for flex, give me the usage. Wayne Gallman at $5,800. Don't like the player? Like the opportunity? So many people have gotten burned by saying that before. Let's see if it happens to me, too. So, again, Daniel Jones, 7,300. Austin Eckler, 8,100. Carrion Johnson, 6,500. Keenan Allen, 8,100. Kenny Galladay, 6,700. Nicole Hardman, 6,500. Darren Waller, 6,700. Baltimore Ravens, defense, 4,200. And Wayne Gallman, 5,800. That's my lineup. Not bad, not bad. Mr. Valverde, how about you? So, uh, going with quarterback here, and that's... Case Keenum versus the Giants at 7,200. Giants can't stop any passing game whatsoever. And Case Keenum is one of the leaders in yards and touchdowns. So pretty excited about that. And then my question, Marlon Mack versus Josh Jacobs. The only way to answer that is get them both. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm putting them both in there. Demarcus Robinson against Detroit. 
uh, who is, as I said in the last two weeks, is the Tyreek Hill role player. Um, let's see if that continues. And then, like Evan, Keenan Allen versus the Dolphins, uh, to me, is it was... All three on Keenan Allen, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a free square. That's pretty much, a, yeah, exactly. And then DJ Moore, I, I, you know, was one another one of questions about uh, Curtis Samuel. I think I think it's going to be a little switch up. I think DJ Moore is going to be the leading wide receiver against Houston at 6,400. Tight end again with Evan Darren Waller uh, against that Colts defense that kind of doesn't do well versus the tight end. My flex and hopefully he's healthy is Lashawn McCoy against Detroit at 6,300. And the defense, Chargers against the Dolphins at 5,300. All right. You want to run that down real quick again? Absolutely. Case Keenum, Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs, Demarcus Robinson, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, Darren Waller, LaShawn McCoy, and Chargers defense. All right. So I think we'll have a good, uh, good matchup this week. So... Um, so with the, yeah, with the, uh, the DFS lineup, that'll do it for this week. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we are now 25% of the way done with the, uh, the season preview. So now Evan can't get upset at me cause he was asking about <laughs> week eight last time. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you're a patron, we'll see you on Tuesday. If not, we'll see you next Friday for Mike, for Evan. This has been Jeff. Thanks so much for listening and have a good one. Bye. Yeah, we-